0: All right, welcome back. This is another episode of Homestead Homestead Shop Talk with Alumna Acres, uh, Ben from Holla, Holler Homestead. Wow, I can't talk. And Jason from Sow the Land. And how's your guys? How you guys been? Good. Yeah, we're good. I'm currently at the beach right now, so uh, I'm I'm pretty good. I, I I took a nap today, which is amazing. Like I, it was like an hour nap. Because like, what else am I going to do? <laughs> you know, it's like crazy hot out, even though we're at the beach, but like, I'm just going to take a nap. <laughs> and it was actually really nice. That's um, how you know Jason's on vacation on is when That's he gets a point. nap in. I know. That is true. No, I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> Homesteaders do go to the beach. Homesteaders do take a little vacation. <laughs>
1: right. You're allowed to. Are
0: Are we? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't know. I always thought we did, I wasn't allowed to for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about our week, and then also we're going to get into um, just talking about uh, figuring out how much food you need to grow to feed your family. And this could be vegetables, and this also could be meat for your freezer. So we'll get into that a little later. But first we're going to talk about our week. And uh, how about you, Ben? You want to go first?
2: Yeah, I'll go first. All right. I wish I had a good report. We didn't hardly even film last week. We only put out <laughs> one video last week. We, uh, we've we had Meg's grandma out here, and she's been staying with us. She's been staying in our RV, in our driveway. Um, and it's been very nice having her here. But, you know, when you have someone living at your place, it's kind of, you know, you're, you're entertaining. You're in, in, you're in entertaining mode. I think that's, that's the best way to put it. Um, so she hung out until I think Thursday was when she took off. Um, but in that time we have just been going a million miles an hour. It seems like everything that we could do outside of like homesteading all just came in that one, like two weeks she was with us. Uh, we've been running here, running there. Um, something that's kind of fun that is it's kind of unrelated to what we're doing is we really like going to estate auctions which they have around here and we we went to two in a week there was one last saturday and there was one this uh past saturday and uh yeah uh sometimes it's some really good stuff sometimes it's not um i uh, i bought a golf cart <laughs> So yeah, it's a, it's been kind of kind of fun. Um, nice, got a real nice grill at this auction. It's like a as near as I can tell, like it's a slightly older grill, but it's like a several thousand dollar grill, and I got it for seventy bucks. So that's just like we love auctions, and we, yeah, we went to two of them in the span of a week. So yeah, that's kind of kind of been what we've been doing. Um, I'm getting ready to move the pigs to a better spot in the woods because they're getting ready to farrow. Uh, but other than that, it's kind of been almost like we've been on vacation a little bit. Haven't had to really worry about filming in this past week, week and a half. So, yeah, it's been kind of kind of slow. It's been nice. Uh, I, I just wish that the, uh, the slowdown and not filming was happening this week because it's supposed to be in the high 90s this week not real fun to be out trying to work in so
1: it's all right but i want to know first is the golf cart gas or electric
2: it's electric i got i got plans for it it's electric. um there's a video i saw a few nice. years ago and this this guy put a solar panel and a special charge controller on his golf cart and it's 100 percent off grid and i saw that and that stuck with me <laughs> uh i, I I think the guy's <laughs> channel name is uh, Engineer775 or something like that. Uh, he's He's got a YouTube channel. Uh, a lot of really interesting off-grid stuff this guy does. Um, and that that was one of them. And I don't know why that video stuck with me, but it's like if I ever get a golf cart, I'll put a solar panel on the roof like I'm doing it. So uh, I got it. Right. Um, it's down at the shop getting batteries put in it because the batteries that were in it were pretty rotten new cables and stuff like that, but yep. yeah.
1: So now they make solar panels that are pretty much like a sticker. You could like cover the whole roof in one big solar panel. I'll have to send you an email to a company that reached out to us, but we had no use for something like that. what we're doing it was like for boats and for RVs. So that'd be perfect for the golf cart. Yeah,
2: that'd be perfect yeah send me send me that link I, i'll look into that because that would be even easier than putting unistrad on the top and bolting a solar panel
1: i didn't get a golf cart this week i know that much <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been busy working on the workshop we finally finished that up that'll be just finished it up this morning so that's nice we'd I shouldn't say it's not completely done. We got it all framed in and it's all water, watertight. So we got to get the garage doors installed. They should be coming in like a week or two. And then we'll do the inside. We're going to finish off a couple of rooms inside. So we can have a place to put our solar. We're going to move all of our freezers out there so we can gain some more room in our house because we don't have a basement in the house we're living in right now. So the freezers take up like one whole room. So it'll be nice to have something for like a mud room. We'll move them down, but we had, it was fun doing the, um, the workshop build. We had some challenges, but I think you always do but It came together pretty well, pretty quick. I definitely recommend it if anybody's looking to build like a workshop or a good size building is to go post it like the post and beam style. It was a lot more affordable going that way versus like a regular two by six or two by four wall stick built. So that was pretty nice. We ended up going with 12 foot high walls. If we want to put a lift in it later on, we can. The guy had helped me. He has a YouTube channel, Ken's Carpentry, and he builds garages for a living. And he was saying that for anything over eight feet tall, he normally adds 20% on for every two feet he goes over. So I was kind of surprised by that. So I've been like 40% more than an average garage just because the height, it slows you down. you to be up and down on ladders or rent lifts and stuff. So.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: pretty pretty interesting but i will agree with that like once you have to start have to getting out your ladders and getting out the lifts you go a lot slower oh jason i forgot to tell you last monday i think it was no it was last sunday i had a pig get loose and i kept <laughs> thinking of you <laughs> of me <laughs>
0: i'm glad you thought about me
1: yeah it was the first time i ever had a pig get loose really yeah oh man off, how'd you get him back
0: How- How'd you get it back?
1: I just, I set up a bigger electric fence, shut it off. We found her that, so we had like thunder and lightning storms and then my mother-in-law walked down by it and spooked it. I think just like a freak thing was more from, I think it was spooked from the lightning. Um, We couldn't find her. She took off, we walked in the woods and searched, couldn't find her. I'm like, oh, we'll just build a bigger electric fence pasture. And then I found her at like eight o'clock at night she was still spooked. She couldn't get close to her. Went out again at like 10. She was still spooked. I'm like, nope, we'll just come back in the morning. They'll come back. <laughs> and we came back in the morning, she was out there in the pasture. So I just turned the electric fence on, and they've been in ever since. <laughs> wow.
0: And so how do you keep them in?
1: Electric fence. Oh, okay. We got two-strand electrical fence. Oh,
0: just two-strand? And she just, like, went right through the two-strand?
1: No, so we actually had them in uh, hog panels. Okay. And she when they they broke through that, she got it right on it, climbed up on something and broke one of the T posts out of the ground and out she went. How
0: how big is she? How old?
1: Um, she's probably like a hundred or hundred and fifty pounds. So she's a good sized pig. Three months old I'd say. Yeah. Right, she bolted. We couldn't find her. We searched and searched <laughs> and searched. I was like, They're kinda of like dogs, they'll come back. They're hungry. You know, they know where their food is, so
0: yeah, that's important.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I thought of you because that's one of your big fears, right? You're afraid your pigs are gonna get out. Which... Oh, I know.
0: Well, they have. Well, I could not say. Yeah, they have. They have gotten in. I'm, I'm like the first time we kind of let them out <laughs> uh, because I thought that they would. Yeah, follow me with the bucket, but then they didn't.
1: They didn't.
0: <laughs> so, I guess that was my I've seen fault the video. for right. assume, assuming. <laughs> yeah. I, I assumed, <laughs> but yeah, I don't trust any pig, man.
1: We're no. lucky, though. We live in the middle of nowhere. You know, we're just surrounded by wood, so it's like the pig's out. She can't go anywhere. To get to a road, she'd have to cross a river. So I'm oh. like, she can't, she's not going to get to the road that way. To get to the road the other way, it's like two miles through the woods, so. Yeah. Get back, I don't got to worry. So.
0: No, that's great. Yeah, that's a little, yeah, I wouldn't be worried either. I'd be like, okay. Unless you just, you yeah. next thing you know, you have wild pigs. And that's how wild pigs got in our area,
1: <laughs> you know? <laughs> My biggest concern was like a coyote or a bear having a snack that night.
0: Yeah, that's right. You guys have
1: moose, is that right? Yeah, we got moose, black bear, coyotes. I don't know if we got wolves. Can you, say. Yes.
0: can you hunt, can you hunt moose? Or no
1: where where we are, no in our states, yes, you can you got to put in for a lottery, like, you know it's like a once in a lifetime hunt you can put in every year, and then there's different like districts that that they'll allow you to hunt in, and like you get pulled, and it's like, okay, you can go hunting in this district, kind of thing.
0: Have you had moose?
1: Have I ever eaten moose? I yeah. think I have. I think at like a church potlock, one of the dishes one time was moose.
0: I'm assuming it tastes like deer. Yeah, uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's not. No, deer's better. I can't really explain the taste, but deer was definitely better. Beer, I've never been a big fan of bear. Beer's kind of greasy.
0: Yeah. We had bear When we first moved to North Carolina, somebody from church gave us a whole bear like a thigh. Yeah. Like it was just this giant thing. And <laughs> we cooked it in a crock pot and we must have ate that. Like it took us all week to eat it. <laughs> by by, like the fifth day, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with bear. Like it was just so like heavy, you know, yeah. like really thick. Like I can see, like if you're in Alaska, you eat a bear. Like you want to get a bear because that'll fill you up like all winter, <laughs> you know. Uh, you love bear, bear, but delicious. I was tired. Of it. Yeah, you it like was, it? It was good. Oh, it just you I know after five days straight, you know. <laughs>
1: Do you guys have a lot of black bear in your area now?
2: Uh yeah, we do. We we have some friends that keep trying to get me beard. to go bear hunting with them and they all their whole family limits out on bear every year, so maybe I'll go with them this year. I'm not sure.
1: How oh, nice.
0: Yep. I think it'd be crazy to see a moose cuz they just seem like they're just giant.
1: They are and they're dumb. It's like oh. that's like the worst <laughs> pot you got to watch out for. They they don't move. Like I think, like if you see a deer, it'll spook and run off. Yeah. A moose won't. A moose <laughs> will just stand there and look at you, and then it, it might charge you. So it's kind of like if you see a moose, you better wow. turn around and go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Especially during mating season, the the uh, bull moose can get really mean.
0: Wow. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. I've never seen a moose. You know,
1: they're like a they're like the size of a horse, so they're they're pretty wow. intimidating.
0: Yeah. One
1: story I have of seeing a moose up close is Gina grew up in a little tiny town and it was like up the mountains, it was all dirt roads to get there. We were coming home, I don't know, probably like 10 o'clock at night from a family get together and we were coming down the windy mountain road and I'm like, Hey, there's a moose there. It was just, you know, a baby moose, probably six months old, but it was like the size of a small horse. And it was, we were going down the road and it was coming up the road, like right at us. I'm like, driving i'm like okay there's the moose oh it's getting closer it's gonna see me it's gonna get off the road like it's getting pretty close so i stopped and then the moose got like this far from the hood finally recognized we were there turned walked into the woods hooped itself and then took off i'm like i don't know if it never saw us and then it's got scared right at the last minute or what
2: that's hilarious
1: i thought it was gonna run over the hood oh man (laughs) <laughs> and their eyes their eyes don't glow like a deer or any other animal. Like their eyes glow with the headlights. The moose don't. And that's why a lot of people hit them.
0: Really? Yeah. I wonder why that is. You would think it would.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So I'm sitting here staring at our new batch of coffee that we got in. So it it smells pretty nice right now. I'm not going to complain.
0: You getting any of that dark roast in
1: yet? Not yet. So we've had a lot of people asking for dark roast, but I'm not a dark roast guy. So we all the roasts we've had, we've been making and we've been taste testing and like finding out what our favorite roast is. So we're kind of like, oh, like, how do I go about getting a good French, you know, a French roast or a dark roast? So I was talking with the lady today who roasts. so we're in the works of one, but I'm going to have to go off of her judgment because mm. I don't enjoy dark roast myself. So. Well, ben, like,
0: guys, ben, ben likes dark roast. I like dark roast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's...
1: What do you look for in dark roast?
2: For me, I like, I like a nice dark roast that really has like a nice chocolatey flavor to it. Um, I don't know. I'd, okay, that, That's been what I've really enjoyed, like a French roast or like a real dark, like a Sumatran roast, you know, the darker stuff. That's the stuff I like. Yep. Uh, sometimes the dark ones can be a little bit bitter, but from what I know, that's, you know, yep, bad on the roaster. Um, but, there's a there's a roaster up here in black Mountain I believe that we get all of our coffee from and dynamite coffee I'll give them a plug I drink the heck out of their coffee I have a subscription to that place I love their coffee um and their dark roast it's not bitter <laughs> yep. it's like it's yeah. real mild but it's still got that nice punch of the dark so yeah I, nice chocolatey smoothness to it we're in almost like if I make like an iced coffee with this stuff, it almost tastes like I'm eating or drinking ice cream. Like a like a mocha ice cream, like it's, and it's just coffee and milk. Really? I I got to yeah. take
1: notes.
0: <laughs>
1: coffee and milk. All right, I'm taking notes. There's
0: there's one that I'm been getting is called Larry's Coffee. They're they're organic and they're in uh I think they're in Raleigh, North Carolina. And they have a good website, so I've been just ordering on their website. Uh they have d- good dark coffee, so if you want to check them out, just you can probably see what they have. But
1: what was their name?
0: A Larry's. Larry's Larry. coffee.
1: I'll have to look them up. Now what do you like about dark roast, Jason?
0: Um I like it. I like the earthy taste.
1: The earthy taste too.
0: Like cause sometimes you get coffee that says earthy or chocolatey is good. Um, I don't know. Like I like the I'm not going to say, it. it doesn't taste like dirt, but it tastes, <laughs> it tastes <laughs> like, I don't know, like earthy. I don't know what it is, like roots or something like root crops <laughs> or yeah. something like that. Uh, that's what I like.
1: Gotcha. So when, I get through, when we get a dark roast, I'll have to send you guys some and see what you think.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll be your taste tester. Yeah, I'll
2: <laughs> <right>. taste test <laughs> it <in> our... <laughs> I think the only coffee I have that you sent left so what is are... just the decaf.
1: Have you tried that one yet?
0: I haven't tried the decaf. No, I think the girls have been meaning, like, uh, Penelope and Lorraine, because Lorraine does not drink coffee at all. Okay. I don't think she's even tried coffee in her whole life. (laughs) And so she saw the decaf. So her and uh, Penelope have been—they're planning on having some of the decaf. Yeah.
1: Nice. Gina never drank coffee. She never liked it until we started. Using this person's coffee. Oh, really? Yeah, and now wow. she drinks coffee quite a bit. So. Okay. She's gotten into the cold brews. So what have you been doing, Jason, other than napping all week?
0: Yeah, I've just been napping at the beach. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I, I tried to – I wanted to get to a good stopping point before we left the, the beach on vacation uh, with that lean-to shed I've been building. Um, so I got six – four by four posts up already concreted in and and i started to building uh the roof part of it um i didn't get to a good stopping point like i wanted to you know when you're working by yourself everything takes longer
2: <laughs> especially if you film it
0: and like you said i like uh yes and filming that makes it worse <laughs> and then especially if you have to get on a ladder
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so that's tough but so yeah i'm looking forward to getting back to that once we get back home um so what else oh this week i think right before we left we lost three egg laying chickens to a predator uh we just went out there in the afternoon and they're just dead cool. uh, and uh that's probably the the most chickens we've ever lost at one time ever Uh, we never had like a massacre of chickens before like that and I think it's because what I noticed the previous uh, days or nights is where our automatic chicken coop door would close early and some of the chickens I noticed would be hanging out outside like they, they couldn't get in you know I love automatic chicken coop doors but when they don't work you know what I mean? Like, it it can be a bad thing. I mean, if it doesn't work for, like, maybe one or two days, but you really have to, like, monitor it. Like, if it's more than one or two days in a row, like, I think critters, they see that. And they're like, oh, these chickens have been out for, like, more than three days, three nights, you know? And so I think that's what happened, and we weren't on top of it. Because I seen it, like, one time where they, the door closed, and I, and I went out there at night, and I, I put them back in, but then after that, I, I kind of just left it. I didn't monitor it the next days, but I think that's what did happen. And I'm not sure what got those chickens. Um, I was thinking maybe an owl, but...
2: Were they in the uh, net?
0: I, I'm not sure what it was. They were in the net, yes. And the net was uh, electrified. It could have been raccoon there, maybe. maybe.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, we've, we've been having real bad skunk pressure, actually... One of these nights here pretty quick, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to camp outside with a 22 and try to take out the skunk population because they're starting to uh, get real brave. Uh, they've been messing with our bees, uh, and I had one get a chicken the other night, too. Oh, wow. And it was same thing. She was just out. I've got a couple chickens that refused to go to bed, and it was a night we forgot to go get eggs because we were busy and came out the next day, and she was half eaten inside the net.
0: Maybe that's it. I did notice some skunks, uh this was probably a month ago or so by our barn. I went out there like at midnight just to check up on things and I seen two skunks walking around. Um uh, so yeah, that could have been very much it, but so <clears throat> yeah, so we ended up moving those chickens right away, you know. I feel like moving moving animals helps, you know, yep. especially chickens. With predators, I feel like that helps a lot. But um, so we'll see. Uh, So yeah, just getting, you know, this week we're just planning on this beach trip. Last year was the first year we took a vacation in seven years since we started doing this lifestyle. (laughs) Since we moved to North Carolina. Uh, And I'm talking about a vacation where I'm not working. You know, like there's many times where, you know, we're, you know, going somewhere to speak. Or I'm getting hired to film somewhere, and uh, we kind of make it a vacation. But I'm still working, so it's not really a vacation vacation. So last year was the first time we're like, you know, what, let's go to the beach. We've never been to an East Coast beach. Uh, let's just go and do it. Like I don't want to, you know, no filming, no editing. And last year was the first year we did that, and it was it was great like it's something i think we really needed and so we made it a point this year to do the same thing and go to the beach and it's been really great you know just to kind of just get away <laughs> you know you, you you hear a lot of you know you know you're you trying to create a life that you don't need a vacation from but <laughs> sometimes I think sometimes you do need a vacation from it, <laughs> you know, like because I like to think that, oh, I can just stop, just take a vacation at home, right? Like I could just stop doing things and just hang out at home and just be there, but I can't do that. I just can't. Like if I'm at home, like I'm filming. I'm still filming. I'm going to still edit stuff. I'm still going to be doing things, and so it's hard for me to like turn it off, you know. So in order for me to turn it off, we need to actually go somewhere. Um, so so yeah, we're just getting the our homestead ready for that and then Rain's parents were are at our place now, um just watching things and watching everything. And it's great to have them around because they've they helped us tremendously. You know, I just put out that portable water uh uh tower that I did uh video. I edited I edited that video. Uh, on the way here, driving.
1: <laughs> you were driving and editing?
0: <laughs> Not at the same time, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Lorraine was driving, I was editing, and then, because I knew we were going to have good internet here. Way better internet than I have, so I was like, I got to post something. And so by the time we got here, I was done editing it and I posted it. So it it was actually really nice. We here for a few days and... Hopefully it'll recharge our batteries and we'll be ready to, you know, finish off this year, you know, finish it off strong. Um, But I think definitely having that break helps. And I hope that we can do this at least once a year. I mean, we're only gone for like a few days, but it's amazing. I think what it does, you know, just kind of gives you a break. And I took a nap today, which (laughs) never happened. I never take naps. I don't like taking naps. I do not like taking abs, but it's like when you're like, well, I got nowhere to go. <laughs> I'm just going to sit on this couch and just see if I can fall asleep. And I did, and it, it, was, it felt good.
1: You got a raw milk T-shirt. Does that mean you're getting a milk cow?
0: <laughs> Somebody gave me this T-shirt, uh, and it's one of those things. You know how it is, Al. I think every podcast I say this, but I'm doing everything – subconsciously i'm doing these little things and i'm getting these little hints you are you know like somebody gave me this shirt you know i'm making a a lean-to shed for the milk cow i'm i'm getting getting all these things and next thing you know hey i got a milk cow but that's not the plan but you know how that goes
1: sounds like it's the plan
0: (laughs) (laughs) so we can get into this topic um of figuring out how like what what that looks like, I, I guess what how much food to grow for our family, how much meat, how much vegetables, how do we figure those things out? I know for us it was just figuring out just doing it, you know and over time you'll figure it out. Uh, I, I, you know I, I, I guess I really didn't know what that looked like in the beginning. Like, I could speak, I could talk on, like, uh, meat chickens. Like, we started doing 25 meat chickens, and I didn't think of in weeks. At the time, I didn't think of, like, oh, there's 52 weeks in a year. Like, how many chickens do we eat in a week? Like, it wasn't, (laughs) like, I didn't think of that. I just thought, like, 25, yeah, 25 is a good number. Like, uh, do we eat 25 chickens in a year? Like, I don't know. Uh, Let's just start with 25 and see where that goes, you know, Six months go by and we're done with our chickens, and then we have to go back to the grocery store and buy a chicken. And they're like, "Okay, I guess we didn't grow enough chicken." <laughs> and so then you keep adding chicken every year, yeah. and until you get to a certain point, you're like, "Okay, I think we're done with chickens. I think we're maxed out." Um, now we're having to give chicken away, right. uh, which is cool too. I, you know, we like giving food away. I mean, it's or, or like gifts. We could, you know, give whole chickens to people, you know, uh, throughout the year just to give them a gift. Hopefully, they're not too weirded out by it. But um, <laughs> that happens. they are. Maybe they're not the right friends. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, yeah, we're excited here's a whole chicken.
1: But we went to a cookout this past weekend, and I my buddy was like, "Oh, I'm doing a cookout." I'm like, "What are you cooking?" Cause he he's like, "Does smoking and stuff," and I'm like. I'll give you some chicken. So we gave him like six chickens. I'm like this, he cooks really good. I'm like, I don't mind. Eating. I'll, I would love to eat one of my chickens that you cook. So <laughs> and it was kind of nice to be able to go over there and, and know that what you were eating was your food, you know, it was good quality. So it was like, and it's nice to be able to do that. Cause when we first started raising chickens, like you said, we'd do like 25. It's like, oh, that's a good number. Then it's like, oh wait, this isn't going to last, you know? So you, you kind of like hold on to them cause they they're precious. In which they yeah. still are, but it's nice yeah. when you're able to hear. And then you can kind of give everybody else the bug of what good food tastes like.
2: Yep. Nope.
0: Now I know me and Al are kind of in the same boat where we have the same amount of people in our household. But Ben, I don't know. I don't know how you do it, man.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I was sitting here rolling numbers. Too.
0: Yeah, four yeah, I got
2: I got four uh three of them are teenagers, uh and the eleven year old eats like he's a teenager. Wow. Um, so yeah, we, (laughs) we figured about a hundred chickens will get us with the caveat of, we also have to have pork and beef and deer and whatever else in the freezer as well. So for us, we're kind of still in the figuring stage for pork. I thought, you know, between seven and 800 pounds of pork in the freezer would be good for a year. It's about six months. Um we're just about to the sweet spot. Um, we, we bought a cow off some friends and we brought home from the butcher. We brought home 760 pounds of beef. Um, what we processed this past winter in pork was about the same in pork. It was two pigs. Um, and then we had a deer and then about a hundred chickens. Um, we did 100 chickens last fall. We're currently starting our fall batch of chickens. We still have a few chickens in the freezer, so 100 chickens actually was about right. Um, but we're down to like the last. We're out of bacon. We have maybe like two or three pounds of sausage left, um, and we're not processing again until it gets cold. So we're like starting to ration our uh, our pork. I, you know I have a few odds and ends roasts and work. stuff like that, but it's like, it's it's kind of getting scary. It's like, uh oh, we what do you mean we're out of bacon? So, yeah, we uh, yeah we not cutting uh, the bacon beef, packages. you know it. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, and then the beef, uh, I got in our beef freezer today, and it's all tomatoes. It's like, what the heck? Where's all the beef? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a veggie freezer right now. Uh, we're almost out of beef too, so you know tis the season. As soon as it gets cold, we're doing the steer that we currently have. The, uh, the it's gonna be a busy fall, guys. Like I got a, I probably got seven pigs that'll be ready. I don't I don't know if I'm doing them all at once, but wow. yeah, it's gonna be a lot. Uh, yeah. We've actually talked about like doing classes for the pigs uh just because there's going to be so many of them might be an opportunity to get people learned up on processing pigs or something so yeah that, we still haven't decided on that yet right. but that's probably something we'll do but yeah uh just in the meat department that's a lot of meat like it's a bunch of meat so i don't know uh ow would you Jason, say would you say do you guys grow vegetables Go ahead.
1: Not this year. Ah, I should take that back. We are, but we're not growing like an abundance of vegetables this year. We're waiting for our garden area to be made, which is, it is, but this year we, I mean, we've probably gotten over a foot of rain this summer. So everything is just waterlogged. So I'm kind of glad this is the year we haven't tried to do a regular garden. Yeah, it worked out.
0: Yeah, we had, uh, we started our raised garden beds. I mean, this is really our we had a re, we re, relocated our garden uh from last year so i would say this is probably our first garden but then it's our first garden so it, we didn't grow as many vegetables as we have in the past i mean when we are on that our last property we grew a, we grew a lot of vegetables um i think we had a 2000 square foot garden and i felt like we grew a lot and we put away a lot at that, at that, um, space. Uh, and I hope to get to that point again, but you know, rebuilding your soil is going to take some time. And
1: that's what I was just going to say. That's the hard part is getting good garden soil takes forever. No, I shouldn't say forever, but it takes a couple of years. And every time we get there, we usually end up moving. It seems like unfortunately, (laughs) I mean, would you say it's
0: easier to grow meat,
1: right yeah i think it's easier to grow meat
0: yeah i think
1: it's easier to grow meat than than vegetables
0: vegetables. It's way easy which i didn't understand i thought i don't think i realized that in the beginning when we started this you know i thought it was gonna be a lot harder
1: Um, i'll say i don't know about you guys but like when we first planned on how much like meat birds we needed like 25 was our first number and then I was like, oh, no, we need at least 50, you know, one a week. And then once we both were ho- working from home, that kind of changed up too. And it's like, oh, we don't need just one a week. We need two a week. Cause now we eat our lunch from home so we can have more whole chickens throughout the week. So I would say that's something I'm sure you must see that too, Ben, especially having all the kids home, that you guys are able to have more home-cooked meals all day long, kind of. So you can kind of – you'll go through more. I don't know if that was – do you guys notice that at all or not?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. We we go through a lot. One hundred percent of our meals are cooked at home. Um, we uh, we prepare breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, if there's dinner left over, then that's lunch the next day. Um, but yeah, like we do go through periods of time where you know we're eating up all of the leftovers. You know there are no leftovers, and. Sometimes, you know, we'll get up in the morning and it's like, Hey, you want to, you want a pork shoulder for dinner? Sure. What are we doing for lunch? How about I pull some chicken out when I get the pork shoulder, you know, that (laughs) kind of thing. And so (laughs) we eat pretty good. Um, you know, we, we kind of pursued this life because of the whole food journey we were on, uh, just getting in control of what we put in our bodies a little bit more and, you know, at the same time, we love food. We love good food. And being able to make good food for every meal is just like a total bonus. So, yeah, we uh, we we have had to take that into account, uh, extra food. But like Meg is like an absolute wizard in the kitchen. And so she can literally take, you know, a pound, two pounds of ground beef and get several meals out of it. Um, it's all about like stacking that stacking that food. Um, i I would say that's where the garden comes in. You know, it doesn't take very much square footage to grow green beans and you can get a, a big bang for your buck with the green beans. Uh, that's just an example. like there's lots of stuff like that that after we can it, you now all, all you have to do is cook your protein and open up a couple cans of this and that and you've got meal plus leftovers
0: so your your garden bin has been like, I mean, how long have you been at your spot now how many years
2: so this is our fourth year we've been here um and i'd say like last year and this year are the f- really the first years that have produced last year for sure last year we got quite an abundance of like vegetables and stuff like that um this year has been good but we didn't plant as much this year um we kind of like just planted anything and everything the first couple years. And we realized it's like, you know what, why don't we plant the stuff that we actually want to eat? I think that's what it, what we decided. Great. So this year we grew a lot of yeah. tomatoes and potatoes and squash and, you know, all the stuff that we'll actually eat instead of, you know, decorating the house with. I think that's been something too, is like figuring so out I would say, what to grow. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, it seems like, if you stick with it for and the fourth year, you should see like a, an abundance of, of vegetables as far as the garden.
1: I was going to say, I'd say the milk cow kind of took it to the next level this year for us because we have, you know, like last uh, two nights ago, we were having a meal with chicken, potatoes, zucchini, summer squash, carrots, all from the land, which we've been able to do that in the past. But then I was like, oh, wait, the milk, we've been able to do that too. But then I was like, the milk. And then we had butter. know that's all from there then we didn't have ice cream for dessert but you know if you had ice cream that'd be all from the land so that was kind of that's nice you know the cow she's grass fed so a little bit of hay and we take her in at night but mostly she's just out on pasture it'll be nice to see how the fields look come next fall or next spring Mm -hmm. I should say yep
0: I know um because we got the bigger property now it's taking uh it's going to be, I think, some little bit to adjust because usually we just raise chickens for meat. Yep. But now we have the... like We did two steers in the spring and then we... Like three pigs and we got the chickens. So now I feel like we don't need to raise as many chickens. You know, before we were doing like 150 chickens a year. Yep. Um, now I feel like we don't need to maybe do a 100 um and then we got, you know, we got the beef and all that. And then plus turkeys, we got turkeys coming this year, uh, so that's more. And um, and then, but also, um, Lorraine's parents, we've been growing food for them too. Um, like, you know, I'm like, I don't want you guys buying any meat. You know, like <laughs> just come to our house and pick up meat. You know, that's you know, I want to do that for them. And you know, so raising chickens for them, you know, but they're only two people, so it's they don't they don't need much either, um, and the beef and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I love doing that, you know, just growing, I I, growing that, anyways.
1: One of the cool things about the meat birds is, and I noticed that a ton on your property, Jason, is they're such great fertilizers. Like your property, I feel like from last year to this year, just when you run your meat birds last year, watching the videos, it's like, wow, what a difference. Like that took your property from being like overgrazed and not much grass to this year. It's like, wow.
0: Yeah. No, they poop a ton. (laughs) They (laughs) They poop a ton. And if anything, even if you don't eat meat, <laughs> I mean, you should have some meat chickens. You
1: know. Yeah, our a fall. I'm like, man, I got more fields that need to be fertilized. I should get some yeah. more meat birds, but I don't have a need for them.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, I know it's like how. We, yeah, I'm gonna start just giving meat away. <laughs>
1: you know.
0: Right. I don't know. That's why I go back and forth of like, maybe we should sell meat. You know, right. stuff like that. So I don't know, but, but. Yeah, they're 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 great to have even for fertilizer I guess the veggies aspect of growing our own food is always tough because I never know how much to plant like I don't think there I don't, I don't know if there's like a formula that you could I mean because meat chickens you know like I need to raise 50 meat chickens you know I just need one cow I you know stuff like that but like vegetables it's like uh, you know how do you figure out? how much tomatoes you need, you know, how much lettuce you need. You know, I almost feel like it's grow as much as you possibly can without, um, burning yourself out. And if you have more great, More if you have more, that's actually better than having less. Yep. So that way at least you can give some away or you could put some away uh, or you can give some to the groundhog or or, or the insects. Right?
2: So actually kind of <laughs> on that note, this past two years we've been playing around with what it would look like to grow our own animal feed, like grow a garden specifically for pig food or chicken food. And, you know, I've found some, some squash and gourds and stuff that are extremely prolific in our climate. They produce like crazy to the point where I'm feeding like these serpent gourds, the cacuzis. I literally go and harvest and pick these gourds every single day to supplement my feed. Um, To actually like feed the animals food, I think I would probably have to put half this property into production. But Being able to supplement the feed, that's been really cool because I can, you know, go get an entire wheelbarrow load of food and then I don't hardly have to give any grain that day. So, yeah, like sweet potatoes last year, we grew several hundred pounds of sweet potatoes just for animal food. So, that's kind of cool. So, kind of the way I see it is like we eat what we want and then the rest goes to animals as food to kind of lighten that that uh feed store yep. bill.
0: Yeah, if you have the space for sure. Like that's we started talking about that too. That's why we grew that giant pumpkin, watermelon, squash patch that we have going on right now. Cuz we just grew we just throw all the seeds in one spot and I'm like this is going to be a lot for our pigs. Uh because yeah, it would be cool to get to that point where you could grow most of your food for your animals. Like that would be that would be where it's at, I think. Um
2: Yeah. Reading the Dougherty's book, it kind of got me going on that subject.
1: We ended up soaking our second batch of meat birds grain in raw milk. So we had an abundance of it, and that made a huge difference. So I'm going to say, on average, the meat birds were a pound heavier, each bird, than the first batch. And they were all, we butched them all at eight weeks. We had five, six plus pounders you know, six or seven pounders in the second batch and the first batch, they were decent size. I'd say they were average, like high fours, low fives, but then the next batch was huge. They were like basketballs. So I was like, that made a big difference, you know, and all would, it didn't cost us anything extra. We just we were able to soak the feed in the raw milk overnight. And that made, it so but it's kind of interesting to feel to experiment like that and see what works and what doesn't work. And, and then you just gotta remember for next year.
0: So, Al, you have sheep right now and pigs?
1: Yes. We have the dairy cow, sheep, pigs. We have our, we have two goats still. And then we have our egg layers. We're experimenting with the sheep to see how we like them and how they like us kind of thing. Like, do we want to get a bigger herd or, or is it not a livestock animal we want to get into kind of thing?
2: I, I yeah. sampled that. If they're all going to be that skittish... um I'm I'm good,
1: yeah. That's yeah. They can this. We have one that's pretty friendly half the time, and the other half she's skittish. So it's kind of like if they get loose, you know, they they're all over the place. Or if you're trying to move them, they're just running around and they're just skittish. It doesn't make it any fun.
0: Yeah, I think I want to try sheep next. Um, I'll definitely try those. Uh, those heritage breed turkeys that I got, man, they they are skittish. Like I don't want to let them out. I have them in a, a Ses- Seskovich chicken tractor. And if I let those guys out, I'm pretty sure they're gone. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, they're never coming out of that thing. I'm, I'm for, I wanted to, I wanted to raise them around a the netting, but not, not those ones. They're too wild. They
1: just, I would say they'd probably just fly off. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, for roosting and stuff.
0: Yeah, I would have to go hunting, turkey hunting after that.
1: Right. <laughs> so, do you guys have a formula, Ben, for growing like what you think you're gonna need for food? For vegetables it's just kind
2: of i wish we did um the vegetables we still haven't figured out how to actually get squash to survive the squash bugs that we have um squash if you can grow a nice hard winter squash um like two years ago we yep. grew uh cherokee tan pumpkins they're a great tasting pumpkin they're you know maybe like I don't know, size, of size of a toddler's head. Like they're a good sized pumpkin, kind of meaty, very good flavor. <laughs> um, you can do everything with them. You can roast them and eat them kind of like sweet potatoes. You can uh, make pumpkin pie out of them if you want. I mean, they're pretty versatile, but the thing that made them so valuable was one patch of these pumpkins uh, two years ago produced like 250 pounds of these pumpkins And we just stuck them in the shed. And then every morning I'm in there in the shed anyways to get the feed for the animals. And if I saw one that was bad, I would throw that in the the feed bucket and add it to the food. This is before we really started getting going with, you know, grown animal food. Well, all of the best ones came in the house for us to eat. And we just threw away the last one. It was sitting right next to me over here in the corner of the kitchen. For two years. And the only reason we threw it away was just because it didn't look very good. I took it out and smashed it and fed it to the chickens. And it was like, it was still viable. But I mean, if you can grow a gourd that will sit, it doesn't need refrigeration and it will sit and still be edible in two years. That is one heck of a shelf life. Like, that's incredible. So.
1: Yeah. And it was God. in your heated house. Yep. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So yeah. there's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, that's uh, I think I, I got away from the, the question, is, do we have a formula? Not really. Um, it's somewhere between like growing the right stuff that's right for us that we'll eat, growing enough of it, battling the bugs. Um, kind of the way that it's worked for us is we just grow until we have a surplus. We try to store it. Uh, the stuff that keeps, we'll eat throughout the winter. And then the stuff that, as it goes bad, because it doesn't all go bad at once, but as, you know, you see a pumpkin that's melting, well, that becomes today's pig feet, that kind of stuff. But, (laughs) yeah, I wish wish we had a formula. Uh, We're still figuring it out.
1: We're not experts. Yeah. I think the hard thing, too, with vegetables is is you never know what's going to get eaten by the bugs or what's not going to do good this year. It seems like there's always at least one crop. That fails. That's been our experience. You know, like you might have a bumper crop of cucumbers one year, but then the next year we don't get any. Or, you know, throughout this, that's what I've noticed. So it's kind of hard to plan.
2: That's what it's been for us. We've only grown carrots one year out of the four, and the rest of the time they won't grow for us. So I don't know what we did right the the second year we were here, but apparently we can't grow carrots anymore.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like, and then when you plant, on the year that you do plant a bunch of carrots, they are, they are all going to (laughs) produce, you know? Yep. Now I think that's what makes it growing food. So interesting because you don't know, you know, you don't know what's going to do good. You don't know what's going to be in abundance that year. Um, I mean, you hope, uh, and and that's all you can do really is, is just plant and just, you know, every year is going to be different.
1: Do you have a, in your own hot pepper seeds Ben to try to make a hotter one next year
2: uh kind of, uh, kind of. We, uh, <laughs> we, we save some of them um, we last year we actually had the first good year for peppers that we've ever had like peppers did amazing last year but because everything all grew up at once, that means everything is gonna be all crossbred if we save seed so we uh We didn't really save seed last year, but we had the same seed. So the stuff that we wanted, we planted again from the original seed we had. But there's a couple of them I'm going to save seeds from this year just to try it. See if I can, I don't know. I don't know if I want something spicier. We grew some some peppers last year that were, (laughs) they weren't fun. They were, I don't know why anybody would want to eat some of those peppers we grew last year. Those are miserable. I had like a weird reaction to one of the peppers I ate last year. Maybe I'll like go into detail one day, but yeah, I like, like cold sweats. Uh, I was able to be outside in the heat of the evening (laughs) and not even sweat at all because my mouth had burned so bad. Like it blistered. Like it it was quite an experience. I've, I've eaten some hot stuff in my day, but never never like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, never again.
2: <laughs> Since last summer, it's like, you know what? Nah, that was super hot. So they can, I'll just make hot sauce out of them.
1: No, that was a pepper you grew. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was a, uh, yeah. Oh, it was like a seven pot, I think is what it was. It was a chocolate, chocolate seven pot, which is a, uh, like a Jamaican pepper. Yeah. it was really ugly, like dark brown. Like it just looks hot. Like it looks hateful. And it was.
1: <laughs> Sounds like it.
0: <laughs>
1: I never understood like why people like to eat hot food like that. It just seems violent.
2: <laughs> it was. Yeah, I, uh, I'm good. I'll st- I'll stick with like the jalapenos and stuff like that. Maybe the occasional like Thai pepper, but yeah, none of those like bragging rights peppers. They're not fun.
0: Well, I think that's it, guys. Uh, I appreciate everyone listening and watching this podcast. And uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, I appreciate if you uh, write a review. Uh, Give us five stars and tell us how much you like it. (laughs) Uh, And uh, we'll see you guys next week.
1: Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. See you guys later.